Today I'm joined on the podcast by Ros Thompson. Ros, how are you today? Very well, thank you very much. Enjoying the sun. Good, good. And where is the sun today in the UK? Chichester. So tell us all about um, your business and what you get up to. Um, two jobs. I was working very hard in the corporate world up until April the 1st, selling office services and office management supplies. And was furloughed on the 1st of April, which was, yeah, it was good at the time, but a bit of a shock to the system. But it also gave me the opportunity to pursue my love of holistic therapies and having practiced as a holistic therapist on a part-time basis for 20 years. Yes, it gave me the proverbial push to actually do what I wanted to do um, and push it further. So that's exactly what I've done. I, back in 2000, went and studied reflexology and Indian head massage a little bit by accident. I wanted to do something creative, I thought, as a part-time sort of hobby. So I went to a ceramic class and was kindly told by the lecturer after several months that maybe I wasn't quite as creative as I thought and I should perhaps consider a different approach. So off I started for reflexology in Indian head, did that for a year, absolutely loved it and realised that I wanted to do more with the line of holistic work. I then had the pleasure of meeting some amazing people who guided me down the road to study Reiki which I am now a Reiki master and in another life pre-COVID was able to do Reiki teaching and training for people. But thankfully and amongst all of that, I came across batch flower remedies um, in a quite curious way, really. Um, we had a pony um, at the stables where not far from where we lived and he was a little bit of a monster and quite a feisty creature. And because of his attitude, I felt the need to try and sort of help him a little bit because he was very feisty and my daughter was only eight. Big enough to ride him, but not strong enough to handle him on the ground. It was fine once you got on him, but on the ground it was difficult. And somebody said, why don't I go and try batch flower remedies? And there was a lady in the village who was able to help me. And I went and had a conversation with her and told her all about what the pony was like. And she gave me a little brown bottle with some liquid in it. And I kind of went away and thought, yeah, okay, fine. All right, well, we'll give it a go and see how we get on. I gave the remedies to the pony for three days on pieces of carrot and apple. And his behavior changed within those three days. Wow. So prior to taking the remedies, he used to charge from the gate of the field. He would pull the head collar rope, the lead rope, out of your hand without you having a chance to take the head collar off. And this habit completely stopped after three days. And he never did it again. And we had him until three years ago. So he was 43 when he died. So we had him for 20 years. Wow. And he never so repeated that. So it, it had quite a, a, a quick impact, was it, when, when he yeah. started to... Because um, how do you administer it? You just well, you basically drop the drops onto a carrot or an apple. You cut it, in, obviously cut the apple in half, and then they eat it because they swallow it. Right. Um, yeah, it's quite a phenomenal thing. And you kind of then realise that it wasn't a placebo effect because our attitude didn't change. And we just carried on doing what we had to do. and. He painted himself. 
Um, and having had him for so long and been a dear, dear, dear beloved pet, yes, I thought there's got to be more in this. So off I trotted to another school and learnt more about the bachelor remedies. I then took myself off to Dr Batch's house to do my level two. He has a house and a cottage in Wallington in Oxfordshire and I had the most amazing time there doing the course. Then realised that I could use the remedies within other practices and I didn't have the funds then to become a practitioner. I was also still working very much full time and trying to obviously had a family as well. So I saved that until 2014 when I became a practitioner. And after a very intensive course and some very intensive case studies, um, which were quite revealing, because you trained to become a counsellor almost with the addition of being able to offer back our images at the end of it and i've kind of gone from there really but played at it and the remedies can they be used on animals only or is it animals and humans animals and horses children people adults yeah you name it it doesn't matter whether you're 80 or 8 we have a special range that we can give to children that don't contain alcohol because the remedies are actually preserved in alcohol, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't last. Um, so we have a special range that was suspended in glycerin, which is easier for children to have. So, yeah, and that's what we do. Um, and I meet people now via Zoom or a telephone call or FaceTime or Skype about the problems. How COVID has affected people predominantly now and yeah. COVID their children, etc and try and find a solution to their fears, anxieties, grief, mm -hmm. and stress levels. Some people's businesses have fallen off a cliff. They don't know which way to turn. I've had somebody I've spoken to in the past week who was, I wouldn't have said far off the point of actually suicide. Oh, wow. And that's quite something to take on. Yeah. But the pleasure you get afterwards is just huge. And yeah. I've had some amazing people come back and say, thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you for all your thoughts and work. And yeah, it then makes you realise it's all worth, well worthwhile and what I need to do, really. And how did you find out about um, Batch Flower Remedies originally? I mean, did it just someone tell you about it or is it advertising or is it something you no. heard through no, the training or weird. something? No, it was weird. It was all through a conversation at the stables where the pony was and I had this conversation with a holistic, another holistic therapist there. She was actually a Reiki specialist and a clairvoyant and she said go and talk to this lady because I'm sure she will help you and this wonderful lady and I I don't even know better if she's still alive um, because she was sort of well into her sort of late 60s when I met her and that was probably 20 years ago. She just was taking me opened her arms and said come on in and let's see what we can do and this is as i say this is 20 years ago and i've wow. never heard of them well so, yeah. it, it's incredible actually that um we see you know certainly animals that that also need some form of remedy because we just think it's a behavior issue or a training issue we don't actually think it could be actually a, you know the horse or the pony or the dog or whatever is also suffering from some form of that anxiety and uh, i met um I met a lady a couple of years ago and she came into our house and the dog was a little bit excitable, but as the dog moved, um, there's a family pet pulled her chest 
she bent down and she said, I do Reiki for dogs. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Reiki for dogs? And she, yeah, it was, it was incredible. She, she healed the dog or, or got the dog so relaxed just by doing whatever it was. So it's incredible when you think that animals actually go through you know, similar processes that, uh, that we why, go through. Yeah, why shouldn't they? I've spoke to somebody this morning who does fostering for dogs that have come from Romania. Yep. And she's got a dog at the moment they're working with. It's gone to a foster home. But the dog spends its entire time hiding behind the cushions on the sofa. It literally right. sticks its head out from behind the cushions to have food. And if it didn't do that, it wouldn't eat. It has to be carried out to the garden. Wow. So I'm now going to work with that. A friend of mine, she had a dog that came from Romania. And the dog wouldn't go near a car because it had spent three horrific days in the car bouncing all the way back from Romania. Right. Coming back, yes, to a better life, but the journey had terrified it. But remedies come along, and she took the remedies, and now she'll jump into the car with the greatest of pleasure. Mm. Wonderful. Mm. So, yes, from my situation now, having been furloughed and looking forward to what happens next with the new business and moving it forward, I just hope that I can help more people help children i think that's my next plan as well to include more children because there's a lot of problems now with children not knowing what they should do first whether they could hug their friends learning to live without the hugs as well some children have not seen their grandparents for mm. 10 or 12 weeks mm. and they can't quite understand why and teenagers that can't understand why they can't hang around in the same sort of groups that they were hanging around in three or four months ago and it's all very difficult. So hopefully now we can move forward slowly into this new unknown world. Mm. But with a little bit of guidance from the remedies, I might be able to help some children and also help parents to deal with the children moving forward. Yes, yes, of course. And possibly grandparents as well. <laughs> well, everything really. So yeah. Um, yeah. one of the things I have learned that from this period of time is the fact that People have been asked to do extraordinary things. Parents have been asked to become teachers. Yeah. They've been asked to go and work from home, but also then become teachers as well. Mm. Um, and then cope with having, I don't know, one, two, three, four children at home. And some people might not even have a garden to even think about. And that sort of thing. I mean, it just must have been horrific. And I have huge admiration for anybody going through this situation. Mm. So... Absolutely. I mean, you, you think, um, I mean, we're, we're in a house, we've got a garden, you know, we've got no real, real major concerns, but people that are in a sort of a built up area, high rise block flat or something, you know, obviously that can also, you know, play on their, play on them as a, a, an individual as much as it can, um, you know, anything else really. And uh, I can't imagine what it's like, to be honest with you. You and me both. Mm. I mean, we live down in the countryside. Okay, we're in a small village, but I've got a house, I've got a garden, I've got a park opposite, I've got everything mm. we want. Mm. What it must be like as a day. I mean, this is the other thing. And I've heard this story from people and heard what they're going through. And also heard from parents of children who are almost pining for school. Yeah. I know that sounds really odd because people tend to think that children don't want to go to school. Yeah. But I actually know some children that are really desperate to get back. Yeah. They love their teachers. They love school. They also can't understand why they can't see their grandparents. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mine are, 
mine are the uh, the early teenage years, but uh, obviously they've not been able to see me too much. So they don't live with me, but also they can't see my grandparents, and they've been such an influential role in their lives that they can talk to them, they can zoom them, but it's still not the same. But they, yeah, they seem to be coping okay at the moment. But uh, hopefully, with Boris's announcement yesterday, we'll be able to start and see each other soon and uh, start and get that one out of the way. So. I mean, I had a similar thing for myself. I mean, I had my grandson. I mean, he's now nearly seven months old, but he used to be here almost every day. Yeah. And then three months ago, that was it. And then I used to see him on the doorstep because she's being shielded because my daughter's being shielded because she's got chronic asthma. And we're shielding for my husband who's got various serious health problems. Mm. So I used to take their shopping because I get shopping delivered. Mm-hmm. But I used to see the baby then having then watched him on video this baby went from being a baby in arms to sitting up in a high chair eating solids and i'm thinking yeah yeah that's what covid's done i've missed that yeah yeah but so many people have had that situation and it's the remedies have come very much into play with that mm. so, so so how sort of quick can they um take effect i mean if someone took the remedy sort of today how when would they start and see results kind of depends how deep the problem is but a lot okay. of people will see a change within three or four days okay uh, some people might wait a week but certainly within 10 days they will have noticed a change the change is not going to be like a thunderbolt they will be very subtle changes the situations don't necessarily change but the way you view the situation and the way you feel about the situation will change so for instance with a parent trying to manage lots of children and cope with everything else you've got that overwhelming feeling of responsibility mm-hmm. the feel the situation will not change but you will feel that you can manage it better and dr okay. batch's ethics were that wherever there was a negative he could turn it to a positive okay turn things into a positive life all of a sudden becomes better absolutely and i'm assuming dr batch is he's come from germany is he no, he was an English guy. Oh, was uh, he? Yeah, and he started this in the 1920s. He died in the 1950s, um, and he was he was a GP, practicing GP, and he came out of general medicine to look at these remedies and worked and used them with himself and studied and worked with a lady called Nora Weeks. Um, and when he died, the cottage where he lived, as I say, in Oxfordshire. He left that to the batch centre um, and it's under guardianship and the remedies, the tinctures are still made there um, in the normal way. And then they're shipped down to Nelson's in Wimbledon where they're then put into their retailable format, the various bottles and rescue remedy in various shapes, sizes and guises. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's that's where it's grown. And well, we're t- international as well. Are you, you're international? Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. oh yeah, there are, I think you could possibly say there is a bachelor practitioner in almost every country in the world. I had a Zoom call with 170 of us and I had a breakout meeting with a lady from Florida, a lady from Romania, another lady in Vienna, one in Singapore and one in Taiwan. Wow. <laughs> Some of them were talking in the middle of the night, but we were all there together. Yeah, I can imagine a good old time difference. So. Yes. Yes. All good. So how have you managed to keep the corporate world happy while you're, you're using the uh, holistic therapies? Well, only by working part time doing the holistic therapies while I was working. Um, I was worked in the evening, saw clients in the evening or at weekends. 
so when you're dealing with animals it doesn't matter what day of the week it is so that's fine and obviously since i've been furloughed this has actually kept me away from my full-time job because i'm not allowed to have anything to do with it because that's the furlough law um, and it's kept me occupied i've never not sat in front of a laptop to my job i've never not answered my emails and i'm still doing that but it's in a totally different ethos so it's kept me occupied so yes i spent 30 35 years selling and managing office services and one way to keep away from it was to actually throw myself into this so one loss is, is another one gain when i'm asked to go back to work i hopefully will be yes then i will make the choice but i think i should go back to doing a short a period of part-time work for the my full-time company and then look at something else after that we'll see fantastic and what do you think the way forward is going to be for you do you think you're going to go into the business or do you think it'll be just you know dip your toe in the water still and then see where it goes as you go forward i should do both i think and run them parallel i think i can i know i can do it um and i love my full-time job i absolutely love it um and i love my clients but it really does depend what sort of world we go back to because i know companies yeah. have business um it just depends it depends how the world changes and also what the company's like i'm sure we will be absolutely fine because my boss is very astute um so yeah i hope i'm i'm hoping i will have the opportunity to do both well it's been fascinating talking to you today ros um how can people find out more or get in contact with you have you got a website or anything like that i have a website that's being built as we speak um but i have a facebook page of ros thompson bachelor practitioner and all my contact details are on there so yes and i'm only too pleased to speak to anybody from anywhere because it doesn't matter i can talk to them on zoom or facetime and then i post the orders according post the remedies accordingly and just for anyone that is listening uh ros is ros ros yep thompson is with a p it is as my husband would say it's a wet one. Oh, okay and um <laughs> and, and batch is b-a-c-h b-a-c-h yes Perfect, perfect. Well, thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time and uh, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely to be here. Thank you.